Hey, welcome to our class called The Prophetic Ministry through Immersion Discipleship School. This is session two called The Prophetic Gifts. And last week we focused on what I called the prophetic church. And my goal was to distinguish between the gift of prophet, the gift of prophecy, and the prophetic anointing that comes upon the whole church through the power of the Holy Spirit, which enables every believer to prophesy. Now, of course, as we made those distinctions, we know that not everybody's gonna prophesy the same or at the same level with the same anointing, but we all can hear from God something that he's saying to us or showing us for another person, and we can speak to them for prophetic benefit. And that's really what I was trying to convince you about. And this week, what I wanna do is I wanna look at the prophetic gifts, really their revelatory gifts. The word prophetic maybe is a little bit misleading, but I, I'm calling it that just to stay in keeping with our session on, on the gift of prophecy or the ministry of prophecy. But they're really revelatory gifts in nature, and there are four in particular that work together, including the gift of prophecy. And you might remember my spiritual gifts class, if you took that class, in session five, we talked about the manifestation gifts. Now those come straight out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There are nine gifts there, and we're gonna look at four of them today. And I think it's important that we do a little bit of review in order to see how it is that we minister prophetically, which is gonna be our ongoing conversation for a lot of what we do for the next several weeks. But these gifts work with prophecy. And you'll notice that they're not the same, but you need to understand them so you know that when you're giving a word of knowledge versus a word of wisdom or a prophecy, that there are times where when you're ministering that you're not quite done prophesying because God may have shown you something as a word of knowledge. And that really is a catalyst or a door opener to the very next thing that God wants you to do. So I wanna show you what they are, how they work, and then how they work together. So let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is by a little bit of review for manifestation gifts, but verse four through 11 will be our primary text. And this is what Paul says to the church at Corinth. In verse four, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. There are varieties of ministries, but the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things and all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge according to the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, and to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another the effecting of miracles, and to another prophecy, to another the distinguishing of spirits, some translations say discerning of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But, to, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as he wills. Now, a little bit of context for 1 Corinthians chapter 12, really 1 Corinthians in general. We know that the Apostle Paul is writing to those that he knows very well. He had been with the, at the city of Corinth with this church for about a year and a half, 16 months or so. And so he obviously had helped build the church. He had great relationship with the church. It had been approximately four to five years since he had been there, is what we believe anyways. And what we know is that he had received reports about some of the immaturity, um, the, the sex, sexual immorality, the pride, the division, and these kinds of things that were going on. And as like a father, he had like a father's heart for them. He was very grieved. Uh, he was experiencing that kind of pain that you would go through when you hear about the people that you've loved so much and helped teach and walk out the life of Christ, you hear that they're not going the way that they should go. He was very grieved about that. So he wrote not only one letter, but two letters to them to kind of care for them, correct them, love on them, encourage them. 
And we also know from church history that it's possible that three letters were written from some in that church to him. And most of these were the two letters that he wrote back were in response. And so this is probably a, a remedial letter, a corrective letter, an explanation letter for them. And it's important that we understand that because he says to them that you lack no spiritual gift on one hand, but on the other hand, he tells them how to use the spiritual gifts because they're not using them rightly. He spends a whole chapter in 1 Corinthians 13 on love, which is really like, hey, use spiritual gifts, but make sure you do it with the right motivation in order to bring about the right results, right? Spiritually motivated in order to bring about spiritual results. In the list of 1 Corinthians 12 gifts, manifestation gifts, we find four of them that typically can work together when we're seeking to prophesy and minister prophetically. And we're going to bring some distinction to those. So the first thing I want to do is bring up those four gifts. The, the first one is discerning of spirits. The second one is word of knowledge. Word of wisdom would be the third. And then prophecy, which is where we'll, we'll end up. And then I'll talk to you about how they work together. The first I obviously already said was discerning of spirits, and here's the definition. The discerning of spirits gift is a supernatural ability to recognize the life source behind something or someone. This gift is supernatural insight into the spiritual realm. We're not talking about just the gift of discernment, being able to distinguish between one thing and another. That's what the typical word discernment would, be, would mean, actually. What we're talking about here is somebody has insight into the spiritual realm. They can see or sense what's behind a word or a teaching. In ancient times, they would often have this as their way. They would determine whether or not somebody was a false prophet, false teacher, or whatnot. They needed this gift activated on that level. We still need it today because there are false prophets and false teachers. But we use this gift, obviously, in other ways as well. Often the Lord will open our eyes and so we can discern things in the spiritual realm, the ramifications of something, or really just the source. We have that sense, that internal sense of, of what is happening. Sometimes it could be pertaining to the angelic or the demonic, obviously. And so really, this is what this gift functions as. And so we see this gift used in prophetic ministry all the time. The Lord will give us a sense which will cause us to pray and it'll cause us to seek God for a word or he'll give us a sense of something wrong that's happening with a person that will cause us to seek God for what he is saying and what he wants to do because God's not just speaking what is wrong over a person. He's speaking of their potential, their future. It's why Jesus died. Jesus died to liberate us from sin. The prophetic ministry is often showing us things that are not necessarily true of what is going on right now, but it's true of what God wants to do as people yield themselves to the purposes and the plan of God. So the gift of discernment kind of gives us a sense into what is going on, what is true for right now, and it's a supernatural activation that we need. There are many passages that show us this gift at work, Acts 16, John 1, John chapter 20, Acts 8, 8, 8 18. We see places where the believers could discern angelic activity. And that's important because sometimes when I prophetically minister, I'll be able to sense like the, the Holy Spirit is pouring out his presence or even like sometimes I'll be able to sense like this side of the room or that side of the room or even when I'm standing in front of somebody that he's, he's beginning to move on them right here and right now or even that presence of an angel. A lot of those things begin to happen because of this gift, the discerning of spirits. Now, another gift I want to just define a little bit is the word of knowledge. And the definition of a word of knowledge is it's a specific message with factual information about someone or something that is given supernaturally by the Holy Spirit. Now, 
we're talking about sort of a diagnostic ability, right? This is what this is, is that God will give us information about someone or something. It could be a church or it could be a person. And when he does that, it's information that is true. It's past tense. It's knowledge about what is or what was. And we need to know that because that's not necessarily a prophecy. It's prophetic in that it's revelatory, but it's not a prophecy about what God is doing, about what God wants to do. God gives the word of knowledge for a specific reason, but it actually dovetails into ministering prophetically. And this is sort of what we want to talk about as we uh, continue to look at what it means to minister uh, prophetically more and more. We see this in John chapter 1. We see this in John chapter 4. We see this in Acts chapter 5. In John chapter 4, in fact, Jesus says to the woman at the well, he says to her, go and get your husband as he's having a, a dialogue with her. And she says, I don't have a husband. And he says, you're right. You've, been, you've had five husbands and the man that you're with right now is not your husband. And she says, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. And he says, yeah, I'm more than a prophet. And then they have dialogue and he reveals who he actually is to this woman at the well in John chapter 4. She's a Samaritan. It's a powerful encounter. And what we see is that's the example of a word of knowledge. Jesus knew something that was true about her, even though she didn't tell him. And he couldn't have known that except through the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, this is what happens to us all the time, right? If we're paying attention, the Holy Spirit will give us a piece of knowledge about someone or something. And the only way we, we would be able to know this is supernaturally. But we don't stop there. Jesus in his ministry to the woman there didn't stop there. It was just a door opener into more ministry. And I think it's important at this point, I just want to highlight the fact that what God is doing is he's inviting us into ministry moments where these gifts work together. And so whenever you receive like a word of knowledge or maybe a word of wisdom, that's only a piece of what God may want to do during that time that you're ministering to a person. And I think that in the conversation of prophetic ministry, it's important to realize that because when we're prophetically ministering to somebody, it, it, it can be a moment that God is inviting us into. It's almost like an event. And we want to treat it with such patience and we want to treat it with such sensitivity because the Holy Spirit might give us a lot of things if we're paying attention, if we're spiritually in tune, but also if we're trained, we want to know how it works so that we don't leave anything out. And we're making sure that we leave that ministry moment fully and completely with everything on the table that we could have possibly given that person. So this is what a word of knowledge is. It's, it's in a sense, it's a it's a past tense word or potentially present word about something that is true. And it's really a step toward the prophetic, which is, which is what we'll look at in just a moment. I also want to highlight the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom is a message uh, supernaturally that provides a wise strategy for, or practical application for a circumstance. That a person finds themselves in a place of life and they know maybe what they ought to do, or they kind of know where they are. They don't need a word about where they are, but they need wisdom, which is the application of knowledge. They need to know what to do. God, what am I supposed to do right now? And so the word of wisdom is, here's a practical application for your specific circumstance. And it doesn't have to be lengthy. It doesn't have to have every facet attached to it. Often it's just like a sentence, or it's, or it's kind of a strategy that, that is kind of the, the abbreviated version of what it is that we're actually needing to do. It, it just unlocks 
our ability to step forward and to step out and to do the thing that's right in front of us. Words of wisdom are really powerful. They're what I call a wow, a W-O-W, a word of wisdom. It's a wow word. And we need those often because we find ourselves stuck between knowledge and future. Here's what we know and here's what we believe God wants to do. But what do we do right now? And so the word of, word of wisdom it unlocks today so that the future is possible. And this is what I want to show you. It's so profound. It's so powerful because words of wisdom are often attached to prophetic words. Words of wisdom are often attached to words of knowledge or even just knowledge that we have. These things are interconnected. They dovetail together. And as a person who wants to minister prophetically, we want to know that God is giving multiple layers to us in these different gifts in order to bring about fullness, which is really what we're after. Proverbs 25:11 says, like apples of gold in settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances, right? And that's what we're looking at in Solomon's day when he said apples of gold in settings of silver, silver was a common thing. In fact, it says in Solomon's day, silver was so common, they didn't treat it as valuable. And so settings of silver is like commonality. It's, it's like common things. It could be the common things of life or just something that is common, but apples of gold, gold was precious. So a word of wisdom is like, it, it's like something precious in a common experience or in a normal situation or, or this kind of a thing. And we, we need more words of wisdom as we minister to people. And obviously we looked at prophecy last week. I'm going to remind you of it this week as well. Prophecy is to hear from God for a person or a people and to speak what he is saying. Now, it obviously is more complicated than that because it could be forthtelling, which is to speak forth the present priorities of God. And you'll see how those dovetail into the other gifts, obviously. And sometimes it's not about splitting hairs. Well, is this a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, or blah, blah, blah. It's not really about that. It's really just about ministering what you have. And, uh, and, and we just go from there. But it's to foretell the present priorities of God or it's to foretell, which is to tell something before it happens. It's to forecast. It's to predict. And to predict based on what the Holy Spirit says. Word of knowledge is diagnostic, but prophecy is forecast, right? It's forecasting. It's prediction. It's to speak about something before it happens. And there are three primary ways that I taught you last week. We hear something, we feel something, or we see something. Now, when we hear, we're just talking about phrases, or it could be thoughts, or this, that internal voice. Some people say still small voice. could be an audible voice. We feel we're talking about that discerning realm. We're talking about impressions. We're talking about that internal sense that we have. Sometimes it's unexplainable. It just happens. When we're talking about seeing, we're talking about visions and pictures and that visionary realm, that seer realm where God opens our eyes in the natural, but also he opens our eyes inside. We see something in our heart. We see something inside and it's these visions or pictures that he, some, some, some of them are, you know, literal and some of them are symbolic. And actually next session, we're going to talk about interpretation, which I think is probably the primary reason why prophetic people can get it wrong. When they miss a prophecy or they, or they say something's going to happen and it doesn't, usually it's because they misinterpret what God has given to them. And we'll talk about visions, interpretation, and dreams next session. But this is that realm of prophecy. And there's many, many scriptures like Acts 11, Acts 21, 1 Corinthians 14. We looked at that in greater detail last week. And I don't want to do, do that per se this week. But I do just want to bring your attention to this as we're talking about the gift of prophecy. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 3 says this, Follow the way of love 
and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. And the way that, I mean, I want to start off these ministry moments and talk about how to minister to people by just saying this, we have to hunger and thirst to minister to people prophetically. Paul first starts by saying, follow the way of love. But I think you can look at that two ways. First, we wanna make sure that our motivation is right when we seek to minister to people prophetically, number one. But number two, I think it is right to seek to prophesy because that brings about such a benefit. It is in essence a way to love someone. In essence, what we really want to do is we want to bring about a prophetic word that will cause us to be able to benefit somebody in, in such a way where they're lifted, they're encouraged, they're strengthened, they're motivated. And, uh, and this is really what we want to do. And so 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 3, it, what it does is it sets us up to be able to hunger, thirst, desire, and go after the gifts of the Spirit, in particular prophecy, so that somebody could receive the benefit that it describes in verse 3, strength, encouragement, comfort. And so hunger for this. Be hungry for this because you see what happens to other people. You see what benefit that it brings to other people. And I think the more, that we, the more we do this in the church, the more we do this in life, when other people see the prophetic, it causes them to have a hunger as well. How do we hunger for the prophetic? How do we hunger for spiritual gifts? We hunger first because we see it in other people and we see it benefit other people. And so it sort of reproduces itself. The more that we do this, the more that we reproduce this. And so this is something that I wanted to kind of set in at the beginning of talking about how it is that we minister prophetically. And so let's look at that. Functioning in the prophetic gifts, as I've described to you, discerning of spirits, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and prophecy. I want to look at how it is that we minister these together because it's really interesting how this will work. And so what I want to look at, as, as you'll see back here, I have the whiteboard. And I wrote, I wrote this out because word of knowledge brings about something of someone's past, something that is true. The word of wisdom always addresses the present. You know, we're in a situation, we don't know what to do, and we're asking God for the next step, and a person will give us a word of wisdom, or maybe the Lord will just give us a word of wisdom, and that word of wisdom gives us practical application for specific circumstances that are going on right now. And so we need words of wisdom that helps to address the present. And then prophecy, I told you, is forecasting. It a, has a predictive nature to it. And so we obviously know that there's a distinction between them, but what I've noticed is that God will give us often one or two of these or even all three as we seek to minister to somebody. So just imagine that you have a person in front of you. In fact, I'll just give you an example. I remember when I was praying for a girl one time, she was at our church, and the Lord opened up a vision to me, and He showed me a very specific situation where this girl had basically been taken advantage of. Now, I didn't know all that had happened, but I had kind of that sense that in this picture that I saw that she was abused or misused, right? And so as I'm ministering to her, instead of telling her everything I saw, I basically just said to her, were you taken advantage of in your past that brought about a lot of pain? And so she began to cry as I said that, and she said yes, and, and it brought up all of this emotion to the point where, you know, obviously God is highlighting this, and I was very respectful as I shared it with her. And so you just got to, you know, you just want <clears throat> to remember that um, the word of knowledge, I brought up basically a wound, 
that was in her past, right? And so my philosophy is always this, God heals what he reveals. But often what will happen is if we get a word of knowledge about someone, we'll kind of treat that like a prophecy. And people who get that word get really excited. Person starts to cry. And when somebody starts to cry, we do what everybody else wants to do. We want to make them feel better. So we move towards comfort. Like, how can I make them feel better? How can I comfort them? But you've got to remember, if you're ministering prophetically, you have to stay kind of above that in a sense where you can hear God give you more than just the past word, the wound. She already knows that she has a wound. You're bringing it up because God's highlighting it. But why is God highlighting it? See, when he gives you information, the next thing you want to do is, God, why are you showing me this? What do you want to do? Well, God heals what he reveals. So if he brings up an emotional wound or if he brings up a physical wound of some kind, this is what we're, this is what we're going for. We believe that God is about to do something. And so don't lose track of what it is that you're doing. And so Here's what happens. The Lord gives me a prophetic word for this girl. And, uh, and basically I tell her, I don't exactly remember all of the words, but I tell her that God's bringing healing to her, right? And then God wants to use her uh, powerfully, use her testimony in healing to help a lot of other girls or something like this. I don't exactly remember the wording, but you see what happens here. I get a word of knowledge about what was true, what happened to her, and then I get a prophecy about what God is going to do. This is what God wants to do in her life. And what you see, though, is it moved from one thing to another, and these gifts work together. But if you don't know that, then you're not going to be thinking this way. I work with a grid where when I get a past tense word, I know that in my mind, just intrinsically, that I need to ask, begin to ask God for the next step or the next word that he wants to give. But you'll notice what I bypassed was the present. So this was true. This is what God wants to do. But watch this. God will give a word of wisdom, right? If we just patiently stay there and wait on the Lord and ask him to give us more, maybe he's not giving us more because we're not asking for more. Maybe he's not giving us more because we're not thinking about that. And we can bring a lot of clarity to this. So you, you start asking God, well, Lord, what do you want to do right now? What's the application? What's the next step for her? What's the word of wisdom in order to bring about? And I just want to write this, God heals what he reveals, right? And we just want to put that over this entire thing. We want to make it messy because it's important. God heals what he reveals, but the next step, right? This is what God is asking you to do. He's inviting you into the promise of scripture. And you need to dive into your Bible right? Because it's been boring to you. See, I basically told her your Bible's been boring. You haven't been reading the word and God has promises in the word that are going to bring about healing. He wants you to take that step because some prophecies are conditional and some are unconditional, right? Some prophecies are like oaths from God. God is going to accomplish it no matter what. And he tells us in advance, but some prophecies are conditional. In other words, here's what God, here's what's true. Here's what God wants to do. And here's what matters to you. Come on, that rhymed. That was powerful. But this is what's important is that in order to take a step toward our healing, in order to take a step towards what the Lord wants to do, instead of him just doing it, because he could just do it, he gave us the prophetic 
to me for her to highlight the process of co-laboring with him, partnering with him, going deeper with him. And that's the power of prophecy. It brings about a deliverance. The, the word of knowledge, it opens the door. It opens the door so we can see into what God has for someone. And then the prophecy, it actually defines and describes what's in that room. Here's what God wants to do. Here's what I see in there. Here's, you know, it was previously closed to you. It was previously locked from you. But the word of knowledge, it brought it up right now in the context of God speaking over you what he wants to do. And he shows me some of that. So I speak to you about it. But... What's going to help you cross the threshold? What's going to help you cross the threshold is you getting a hold of Scripture right now, obtaining the promise of God that He has for you, and you're going to have to break the power of how you're looking at it because you're thinking that it's boring and you have maybe some of these cultural things that you've been fighting against that are causing you to be hindered. And here's the deal. When we're working with people in ministry, when we're prophesying over them, again, it's like an event. And you want to remember this. He's going to give you some past things, He's going to give you some present things. He's going to give you some future. I don't know what order. Sometimes, sometimes he'll give you future first. Sometimes it's past. But when he gives you past, we want to press in for the prophecy. And then we want to ask God for the next step. If he doesn't give you a word of wisdom, that's okay. But I'm just saying you can have a grid in your thinking that this is how it works. Past, present, future. And this is the way that I think when I minister prophetically, and I look at it like an event. You have to be patient when you're going to minister to somebody because deliverance could be on the other end of you facilitating that ministry moment. I've had so many times where I've seen God unlock something all to just walk away and not know why because I didn't press in for the prophetic moment. I didn't press in for the prophetic word. And I let the knowledge be enough. I let the word of knowledge be enough. God has so much more that he wants to do. He's going to slow us down. He's going he's to work with us to facilitate a prophetic experience, a prophetic moment. And we're going to see more and more people get delivered, set free, and really know the next step, the word of wisdom that God has for them right here and right now. And so all that to say, we're going to continue to talk about what it looks like to minister to people prophetically and facilitate ministry moments. We're going to do that in, many, in the several weeks to come. But I wanted to highlight how these gifts, these manifestation gifts, dovetail together, work together as you go about ministering prophetically. So you're going to look forward to all that's going to come. But let me just pray to close our time for today's session. Father, we just thank you today for the gifts that you give. And Lord, we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. And God, I just pray that you would put gifts in our hands to give away. And I pray, God, that you would teach us and train us prophetically so that we would know when we get a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom and a prophecy and how it is that we steward those in order to see the fullest benefit happen when we're prophetically ministering to people. God, I pray that as we continue this discussion that you would give us revelation knowledge and wisdom concerning this ministry so that we could bless people all the time more often and i thank you lord that many of us have seen it so many times but we just want more and we're hungry lord let there be a new hunger for every person taking this class we thank you for your strengthening and for your blessing today in jesus name amen well god bless you guys i look forward to our next session together